worship at the anvil. Welcome back. We're figuring this out. Yeah, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so I was, I was thinking about this. There was one, I, I'm, I've told you before, I'm not yeah. really a big podcast guy. Yeah. There are like three that I've listened to. <laughs> sure. Uh, and usually what happens is I'll listen to one and be like, okay, I'm about to get into it, and then it ends. That so, is challenging, isn't it? Um, I don't know if that's going to happen for this one. No. Uh, hopefully not. Once it gets okay. good, we're just going to... Well, you live just down the street from me now, so yeah. it's like we're, you're going to keep coming back and pounding mm-hmm. on my door. Exactly. No excuses. But uh, one of the ones that I listened to was a... a, a, a you know, of course, a dude does a podcast and he wants to make it sound all dude-ish. <laughs> uh, We're in a blacksmith shop. W- which maybe we did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So one of them was, was uh, about a forge. And I was like, yeah. okay, uh, well, we, you're, we're in the forge. We're, we're we in, are. in my actual forge. Yep. Um, sitting next to my anvil and hydraulic press and all that kind of stuff. And... Um, Nobody's gotten tetanus yet, so no, that's kind of no, fun. yeah. I mean, we have time. <laughs> we just started. Yeah. <laughs> We're all two minutes into the podcast, <laughs> but um, I guess that, that kind of got my mind thinking along the lines of, "Wow, uh, obviously you don't you don't lightly eh, get into being a blacksmith. <laughs> it's kind of heavy, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um." The dad jokes just have to keep going. They we, will. We have to. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I loved being a, uh, working with metal since I was 11 uh, and, and did all that stuff. But that wasn't the life that I thought I was going to live. Right. I um, went to school and ended up going to college and all that kind of stuff. And you don't need a college degree to be a blacksmith. You, you can. Um, but life has had a way of changing. Sure. Um, certainly for my story, this isn't all about my story. I, I've, I've gone through a lot of changes and I am, your life has gone through a lot of changes too. Yeah. It, uh, every minute seems to be changing. It seems, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot that goes into that. Um, but that's, I think that's where our shared experiences, however drastically different they are, that's kind of where we come together and have a mutual understanding. Um, we're both kind of stay-at-home dads, if you're going to put a label on it, um, but have plenty going on. Um, but, yeah, take, getting our children to school is probably the highest priority every morning. And Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the changes in life that have brought us here are mysterious blessings. You know, we might not ever comprehend them or understand them, but God had a plan. I think sometimes swallowing that pill and knowing <laughs> that God has a plan is probably the hardest oh, thing yeah. to deal with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is not a, a, an easy pill to, <laughs> to, to take down. Yeah. Um, your, your story, your changes happen across state lines. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So we, <laughs> we were, my, both my wife and I were born in Wisconsin. And when we, you know, we finished college, we had 
career paths in line for us. We had our first child. Um, and then, Everything. then things changed. Um, we, yeah, we moved to Iowa for my wife to go to school. Um, and then we moved back to Wisconsin after four years of school. And in now, that, I thought you went to school there too. I did. Yes. Yes. I did. Okay. Um, so I didn't go to Iowa with the intention of going to school, <laughs> okay. but as things changed, you know, I, I, was thinking about what what our family life and our direction looked like for us. And between my wife and I, we had a conversation and we decided that I would go to school as well um, so that I could help out in the business okay. um, and have a better understanding of what she does and mm-hmm. how that can affect sure. um, our family because... I, I kind of come to this too, where uh, what our family does isn't necessarily just one job or one vocation. It's kind of it it is branched out all over the place, but we're all in each part of it. Yeah, it's as a family unit. Um, it's really important to work together in all those different things. Um, yeah, understanding the, the, the family business type of thing. Yeah. Like, like I, I always had this idea of the family business, like dad does one part, mom does another part, yeah. and, and, you know, Billy and Johnny, or, or Joni, depending on if there's a boy and girl or whatever. Yeah. You know, they... Um, Billy could be... Billy is... Yep, either way. Yeah. <laughs> either way, Joni can be a girl's or a boy's name. Yeah, fair um, enough. <laughs> so... But they had their their little role to do as well, kind of like the family farm, you know. Right. That, that's what I thought, and it's mm-hmm. it's kind of turning out to to, to not be that, and certainly in my family business. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a big thing in, in your family business. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh. Yeah. Okay. So I, I thought you had gone to school. Like, yeah. Like yeah, there are rumors about you, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I love rumors. Your wife is a doctor. Yes. yes. Okay. And there yes. was like, I think he's a doctor too. Oh yeah. No. Mm-mm. So no. No, I'm not a doctor. Um. So my wife said, "Play one on TV." Yeah, I try. <laughs> I. No, it's so yeah. My wife's a chiropractor, and I have a degree in chiropractic technology, and what that means is. In a traditional chiropractic office, I could be doing intake exams on new patients and doing those types of exams. Um, I could take x-rays if... Sure. That's not how I operate in my wife's... So uh, almost, almost like triage stuff is kind of... What yeah, I, I, I do intake. Yeah. And then pre- present the information to the doctor to do the treatment. Okay. Um, so similar to going to your MD's office and the nurse is your first point of contact, they take all of your information. Right. And then the doctor comes in for a couple minutes and so doctors. You're, you're a chiropractic nurse. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. That's, okay. that's, uh. Well, you're trained. You're trained to be, you're, you're, you're much more than that. Right. Not right. That if there's anything wrong that, that's an awesome. <laughs> Chiropractors need that. Yeah. Uh, I so, need chiropractors. So. Yeah. It's it's just one of those things where it's part of the education that I received, but it was never, I don't know, it 
the intent was kind of to just understand the business better and help be able to help in whatever way is needed in order to grow the practice. That's super foresightful. Is that a word? Foresightful of you guys? I don't know. You'd have to tell me. It was, was, we tried. Um, In the first three years of practice, it's been a challenge to find what my role is. And it's always changing. Um, And that can be its own challenge, but also a blessing that we're able to be flexible with that. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. My, none of my changes were, were force for sought. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. They're hindsight They're Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My, my changes were all hindsight. Okay. So, um, well, I shouldn't say none of them, you know, I, I, I I'm born and raised in Alaska. Right. You know, I'm very proud. I, I fly the Alaska flag everywhere I can. It's on the front of um, his house. <laughs> yeah. um, I have I have one tattoo, and it's about Alaska. Okay. So, um, yeah, and, and I decided I wanted to become a pastor. And where I was, there wasn't the, the opportunities that I wanted, so sure. or that I thought I needed. That was. I felt that you mentioned the word vocation was mm-hmm. like the, whoa, there's the word. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so I had to, had to go to school. So uh, my sophomore year of high school, I transferred to uh, a school in Watertown, Wisconsin. Okay. And sort of, so that was like the only for, foresight that I had in, in a change that, that uh, I was going to make. That's uh, a big change because your parents... Didn't make the move. No, no. <laughs> Parents stayed there yeah. for, for many years. Um, yeah. They're not there anymore. They're um, in Minnesota. Sure. So uh, we were from a hockey family. So oh, like coming down yeah. to the Midwest was not really all that unheard of. My yeah. brother was a very successful hockey player um, up until he went to college. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> but that's that's not my story, so I can't fill I can't that. <laughs> um, but I ended up, uh, I, I tried to stay on the track. I tried to see that all the way through. Um, I am not the most gifted linguistically and have had some issues. And so I was invited to take some time off from, from college and really found myself in a completely different environment. I, okay. I you know, growing up in the public school up and through, through my freshman year and then transferring to a private school. School, uh, like in the public school, I was the good kid. I was oh, good in two shoes. Yeah. And then I transferred to the parochial school, and all of a sudden, I was, just, uh, <laughs> I was the guy who had seen things. Did you have facial hair as a sophomore? Um, I, I tried to. <laughs> oh, okay. I tried yeah. to. Um, yeah. I, that it, explains it, a it lot. It wasn't allowed at the school. Uh, so <laughs> so I, was, I was the one kid who kept going, you need to go shave now. Oh, Okay. So after graduation, I haven't I haven't fully shaved since I graduated from high school. No. I'm a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's, it's determination and conditioner. Oh, okay. Conditioner. Yep. I'm not a beard oil user though because uh, fire. I was gonna say kind of flammable. <laughs> not the best environment. Right. So. Uh, um, so yeah, so that was my uh, that was the the first unexpected change was was going from I'm going to be in the school and then in college level now you're out you got to get a job you know my sure. folks said if you're going to live with us you're paying rent mm-hmm. which I think is 
good thing. So I went yeah. and found a job and um started the, the people that I became friends with. You know, it it, it was such a variation. Like uh, obviously, in, in a Christian school, in a Christian college, you talk about Christ, you talk about your faith, and all that kind of stuff yeah. rather openly, even when you're not really. It's not like we're going to talk about Jesus now, right? But it was he's you just kind of always learn. Well, when I was working, that wasn't the case, and there were people, you know, talking about how much they're sleeping around. You know, who's the next one? Where are they going to go get? Go get smashed, you know. Where where can they buy their drugs? You know, those yeah. are the type of people that all of a sudden, um, back interacting with, mm-hmm. and uh, um, had some great times. I, I love those people. Um, got to experience a lot of life with them, and, and just get to get to know people. Yeah, but it was <clears throat> excuse me, it was another form of change, right? And that's that's kind of been a, a constant. For me, but then not not just that things change, being the only constant, but but knowing that and, and seeing you know hindsight twenty twenty, how in that change I've been given opportunities to to live my life, my Christian life, yeah. amongst those people, mm-hmm. um, and I think that's one of the that's one of the cool things about being about having a different story. About having something, and, I, and I, everybody's got a story. I love, I love collecting stories. And just people tell me about their lives, and and, and I, I think that's really neat. And and it's a way for us to kind of live the the section of scripture where it says some some are called to be prophets, some to be apostles, some to be preachers and teachers, others to be evangelists. You know, yeah. um, and that's that's the external call. <laughs> You know, right. that, a, that a calling body, uh, a congregation or a school or whatever, call somebody, come, hey, be a minister of the gospel professionally, right. publicly here. Um, but then there's also that internal call <clears throat> to, to be a minister of the gospel that, that all Christians have yep. to to go out into the world and, and live your faith. Right. That's, that is, uh, I think that's a topic that will... We'll talk about a lot um, because both of us have a desire to do that. And I think we we can both probably come up with plenty of examples in our lives where we've been presented opportunities and maybe we didn't take them to do that. Oh, yes. Most are going to miss. Plenty. Uh, but God puts us in those places and we might never know the impact that we had. And maybe we did exactly what we needed to do in that situation. Maybe we didn't. Um, we will have plenty of more opportunities. And she's fit to bless. <laughs> I'm fairly confident we'll get the opportunities unless I walk out of your shop and get black lung or something. There are a whole bunch of explosives <laughs> in here, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> We moved recently, and my wife goes, "I didn't know you had that." I didn't, yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I got a lot of explosives in a in a blacksmith shop. That's yeah, it's part of the the deal. It is, but yeah, you get opportunities to to do that and yeah. to, and to to live our life. And I think when we were talking about the the name of the podcast, the sure. worship at the end, that that's 
kind of the point right. that we wanted we wanted to talk about. So yeah, I do think it's yeah. something that we're going to end up talking a lot about. The idea that we worship daily, and it looks different anywhere we are or what we're doing. That the idea of worshiping um, isn't always liturgy and music and sermons on Sunday. Right. It is in the things we do, how we do them, how we interact. Um, and that's, that's a really important thing to remember. And it's definitely something I try to remind myself of, um, daily kind of, it gives purpose in packing a children's child's lunch. Mm -hmm. It gives a little more purpose in getting my children to bed. (laughs) You know, just everything I'm doing can be a form of worship. And uh, that's, that is very helpful to think about. Yeah. Yeah. Not that, not that liturgy and music and sermons are are bad things. (laughs) No, no. It's just when you, when you think of when you think of the word worship, I think those are the first places that most minds go to. Absolutely. And that's a hundred percent needed. And it is a blessing that we're able to gather in a building together mm-hmm. to do those things. Right. Uh, God calls us to do that as well. Absolutely. I guess, I guess what I, what I wanted to, to, to make sure we talked about is that, yeah. that, that old cliche where I, I can go and worship in the woods. <laughs> like, well, yes, you can. You can. You can. <laughs> but, you know, uh, you're, you're not going to stumble upon a tree that says, hey, Jesus died for you and rose for your justification. You, you, that's right. You, unless you go out, somebody goes out there and starts carving that into trees. <laughs> but, so, so that connection with right. word and sacrament are actually uh, super important in the, yes. in the life of a Christian. And, Absolutely. And, and people who, who aren't going into churches and, or, or making connections with word and sacrament, um, that that's a that's a different problem that mm-hmm. it is a problem right um but you can still still worship outside of that so i guess that's an assumption that we have that that people who are going to listen to our conversations and and such um we're going to assume that you you've got a home church that you're going yeah. in and, and and doing the corporate worship right um with, with your church body by the way i i personally dislike that term i understand yeah. it but Corporate worship, it, it kind of seems obligatory and we do sure. it because we have to. And it's, uh, like almost like God, okay. God tells us to worship that way. That is something that we need as Christians and that's something we ought to do. Um, I don't know what else to call it. That's just kind of one of the common terms for sure. that type of worship. Um, I think the, word corporate just kind of takes on a weird connotation and yeah it it does (laughs) business you know if 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 i could just work and do what i do and live my life and not have to worry about income Mm -hmm. and i know my wife is the same way that we'd be happy sure just yeah and we would also contribute to society (laughs) <laughs> just, just as much, if not more. Right. There, there was this, uh, I can't remember the article uh, I read, it was kind of a shift that we went from being 
being employed to having jobs. Right. You know, it's kind of a, like, uh, it had to do with, like, 18th century nobility. Oh, you know, sure. Because I'm a, a geek. <laughs> um, but, like, 18th century nobility, they were employed. They didn't have a job, per se. They right. they were employed. They, mm-hmm. they were pursuing things. Yeah. Um, and, and we even had that in America in the, uh, in the early establishment. You know, you were a farmer. That was, that was how you provided for your family. You didn't have yeah. a job. And as kids, you know, you work on, you're employed doing that, yep. but it wasn't your job. That was, that was how you survived. You, the other stuff was also important. Right. To, for the totality of the, of the person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like in today's society, there are a few types of jobs out there where you can work and you could barter with someone. Say you want a <laughs> cow or, yeah. Meat. Like you could say, yeah, I'll make this for you if you provide this for me. Oh, sure. Um, being, being an old timey hammer anvil coal fired blacksmith, <laughs> I get people want to barter with me all the time. And yeah. Sometimes I do it. Um, I usually find I'm on the, yeah, on the short end on that. Right. Oh, that <laughs> is know? a challenge. But then I, I got to feed my kids too. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, that, that becomes a, a part of, a part of the problem. Yeah. But I think I think even in, in business, as it changes with the people who come in and all that kind of stuff, yeah, doing those doing those barter arrangements or doing anything like that is still an opportunity for us to to really be about a real employment, you know, a real employment as Christians as ministers of the gospel. That's very so true. So dealing with them honestly, right. Um, I've got an open policy with my, with my clients. I'm, I'm a one man show. Yep. Um, I've got two kids go to school, you know, being the primary caregiver, I'm making breakfast. I'm, I'm making dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I got my wife making, actually my wife used to make their lunches and just this year I got them making their own lunches nice. now. So we're, we're approaching that. We're trying. <laughs> it's magical. They still come to me like, I want this for lunch. I'm like, well. It's 10 minutes before we have to leave, and I can't make that thing that takes a half hour. <laughs> oh, right. So it's a sandwich or nothing. Yep. Yeah. Um, that's... But, but I mean, the integrity, the honesty of approaching people, you know, it, it my, my worship of Jesus as God, my worship of God, does not always come back to me looking at every person who walks in my door saying, Hey, Jesus loves you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's being, being the person that Jesus created me to be. Yes. Dealing with honesty, dealing with integrity. Mm -hmm. And then looking for the opportunities to give that, that deeper, that, that deeper message that the more important. Absolutely. um, Specifics. Yep. It is. We've been given the task of sowing the seeds. Mm-hmm. And the Holy Spirit is takes over. Once we've had that opportunity, the Holy Spirit will help um, to move that message along. It's just it's our job to sow the seeds where and when we can, and um, help to nurture that within that person. But be be who God made us to be, and interact the way we've been taught with those people and yeah it's 
I get. I guess it's not typical. I wish it was, I and mean, maybe it is. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, but it's not typical to think of that conversation that you have with somebody where you, where you don't even necessarily mention Jesus, right? To think of that as worship. That's a good point. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, what we we could go to a, a simple definition of worship. Yeah. Um, you know, singing and or talking about God with praise, mm-hmm. um, sharing the news, uh, just giving glory to God, and what what does that look like? Yeah, and that is exactly what you're talking about with these interactions. That is worshiping God mm-hmm. in those interactions, even if it's just using the gifts he gave you to talk to someone kindly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what, what is the, uh, what, what's the, the gospel imperative that we're given about worshiping God? Worship God in spirit and in truth. You know, those are, so being truthful, being being connected to his spirit and, and trying to align my spirit with his spirit is the active is an active part of worship. Yeah. You know, it's do we do that when we sing the hymns? Absolutely. Do we do that right. when we hear the sermons and, and the and the lessons that are you know, washing us again? <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. Not, not necessarily like a baptismal washing, but it's like, okay, I'm hearing the message today and this is how something in my life that's happened. And I gotta, I gotta get rid of that part to be more in line. That's, that's the, the part of worship. You know, we, yeah. I want to get away from this idea that worship is something that I do for God. Yes. Worship is, is, is what God has done for you and the, the new man, the new creation that you are in him responding to that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, and, and that happens in interactions. That, that ha- absolutely happens in song. Right. Um, so so I, I do see those conversations that we have. And, and even, um, it, it's a cliche and it's a, it's a, it's a, I believe it's a country song now as well. <laughs> oh boy. Um, you know, so I don't know if we'll violate trade territories, but there's the, the. If it's on Spotify, we're good. <laughs> All right. It is. <laughs> okay. There you go. Um, uh, I might be the only Jesus they ever see, you know. And yeah. so the moment that that you can do that and be be that kind person to to somebody who who just needs it, and you could you might see it on their face, yeah. Uh, but ninety percent of the time, you're not going to see it. You're not going to like you didn't you didn't know coming in today what kind of morning I've already had. Nope. Um, but just your presence here and, and wanting to, uh, enforcing me <laughs> <laughs> to, to do the podcast thing. Yeah. Um, I absolutely, I absolutely credit God. And I, I, I think that's a, that's a worshipful of him act that you did to, to, to drive me into, not that I don't like talking about Jesus, but to drive me into talking <laughs> about it is, yeah. is, that's absolutely worshipful that uh refocus sometimes 
is uh, God will slap you upside the head and just be like, focus. Just get refocused. You might be not having a great day or not a great week or a great month, but refocus. Use the opportunities presented to you. Um, that's uh, something that I think we all need to work on is just using the opportunities that are ahead of us mm-hmm. um, and using them to God's glory. Um, thank you for inviting me in and allowing us to do this. <laughs> I, Of course. No, I, 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 I love it. I, I, I mean, as much as I, I gripe about podcasts. Um, <laughs> Here's your opportunity um, to change <laughs> what you don't like about podcasts. <laughs> right. We're, we're going to... We're going to podcast, reforge. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, c- you have to make, again, dad jokes and yes. blacksmith shop. Yes. Jokes, um, <laughs> um, I, I think keeping that worshipful mind, that, that, that worshipful understanding of daily life um, in a positive way, in a gospel way, and I think I want to be very clear on that too, because yeah. it's going to be really easy to fall down on that. Like oh, I wasn't very worshipful right there. I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't have the right motivation. I saw. <laughs> you know, um, I'm supposed to be more work. That that's using the gospel as a burden, and it's not. It's not supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jesus says, "Come to me, you are weary, and and I will give you rest." And in Him is that rest. And um, so I don't, I don't want it to, to seem burdenful as it comes across that way. Right. This, this time that we spend together in these conversations is that rest. Absolutely. It, it allows us to have that rest. It, it, uh, again, it's refocusing on the word, um, taking time out of our days to acknowledge that have the conversation, get us focused, um, is rest so that we can go about the rest of our days and, and feel rested and be able to worship in the way that God wants us to and needs us to. Um, and hopefully our, our dozens of listeners will also, uh, will also get the rest out of the conversation. That, that is the goal. You know, By us sharing this, this is, uh, that, that's our goal. That if you can find a little bit of information out of this, something helpful, something that keeps you focused, uh, that's, that's amazing. And so you just, you just, you just did it again. You're, you're, <laughs> Which uh, one? Which one? I'm case, full of them. I use them all the time. For, for all four of you that are listening, <laughs> we don't, we don't have a, we don't have a script in front of us. We don't, we don't have anything. You may not have noticed that. Um, but I mean, change was kind of the, the, what we said, we, the changes of life and, and, uh, and maintaining a worshipful attitude through those things. Yeah. Um, but you, you just said that focus, focus being the, the buzzword that a worshipful focus mm-hmm. on Jesus in our daily life, it helps with the changes. It does. Absolutely. And definitely when I've struggled the most, um, 
that's probably the times that I haven't been focused on the word enough. Mm-hmm. Um, in the past, you know, two years, it's been a struggle to stay focused. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I personally hit a point where I just buckled down and I heard what God was saying to me and I found myself more in the word than I probably had been for quite a long time, if ever in my life, because that's where I found that rest. That's where I found the peace of mind. That's where God was leading me. That's where he talks to you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Very directly, you know? Um, so that's the, the refocusing and that's, yeah. Well, and that's so, uh, you know, the Bible is full of a lot of beautiful imagery, and certainly in the, in the New Testament, uh, we got a bunch of fishermen. Well, being from, <laughs> being from Alaska, um, that's every every episode is going to have a shoehorn uh, Alaska story involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was a commercial fisherman in Alaska. Ooh. You know, so I've been out um, on, on, I used to run beach nets. Okay. Um, catching red salmon, and then I also did drift boat. So we went out into Cook Inlet, and there have been days where I was out in the water, and I looked south, and the very next land I was going to hit, if I went that way, was Antarctica. Whew! You know, so we're out there. Yeah. Um, and I've been out there in, in days where there's 16-foot swells. So, and, and the day that I'm thinking of right now, um, I believe four four men died oh out on the waters while, while we were there. Um, not on my boat. It was a, it was a different boat that went down. But sure. Uh, in that moment, how do we? You know, we got we had the fancy equipment. We had the GPS. There's a there's all that kind of stuff. But I tell you what, in uh, in 16 foot swells on a 32 foot boat, we call them puker boats <laughs> um, because you just get sick, yeah sick as a dog. If sure. Because all you see is water. Right. But when you focus. When you refocus on the horizon, when you when you look out there, uh, where where you, even if there's no land, there's still a horizon. There's still yeah. that that scene. Yeah, and that doesn't change. All all the world around you is changing. It's getting turned upside down. People are literally dying, but the horizon is still there. There's still a focus. There's still a constant, and, and, and that's our God, and and that's Jesus. And so you, you can focus on that. You can you can drive towards the horizon. You can you can keep that in mind and, and deal with all the the flotsam and jetsam that are coming around you. Yeah. Um, catch all the fish you can. Do, do, do the work that you're supposed to do, but right. you, you never lose sight of the horizon. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what helps you deal with all the change. And I and. and we're probably running out of time. You you got the clock on your side, <laughs> but with with the changes that happen in, in my life, that's um, that's how I've gotten through it. I haven't done the best job of it. Um, yeah, you know there there are moments where I I really lost sight of it and I became focused on me, and those were like some of the worst times um, in my life. Sure, is when I when I there was a, a professor I had. Who said navel gazing? When I look at myself the most, that's that's when I uh, things started going worse. Absolutely. Even though even though there's that whole school. Well, the answer is in you. Well, 
if Jesus is in you, yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, if Jesus right. is in your heart, but if you're just looking for yourself, all you're doing is justifying. You're justifying what you're doing. Right. With your own means and not with the word, not and with Jesus. And that's the, that's the water, that's the swells, that's, that's, that's the shallow, vapid. That's the puking. That's the puking. That's yeah. Yeah. absolutely. That's, that's when you lose sight and you puke. Yeah. Um, so, uh, sorry, I went off on a little mini sermon. There. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So that's, that's what happens when I talk about Alaska. Yeah. It's, it's heaven. That's, you know, as far as analogies go, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'll approve of that analogy. <laughs> well, so, is there any other thoughts on, on change? I'm sure it's going to come up again and again. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we've kind of scratched the surface of both of our stories. There's been, there's been a lot of change and, you know, just getting back to that, the, the one constant, like you're talking about, the, that horizon, that focus of where we need to focus has never changed. We have lost sight plenty of times, numerous times, but he's always there. He's never not there. We just have to refocus and find that horizon, find Jesus in our daily lives, and worship. Keep catching fish. Keep catching fish. You know, I've never been a fisherman myself, like physically, (laughs) but... I do it with nets. I don't do it with with oh. like, I'll, <laughs> I'll fish if you pay me. Oh, okay. No, okay. Just to sit on, I, I, there's, there's too much to do. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. too much to do. I'd agree. I'd agree. Thank you for joining us today at The Anvil. Please follow, rate, and review. If you have a topic you would like us to discuss, drop it in the comments. We'll be back again soon with more Worship at The Anvil. Worship wherever you are and in all that you do.